Welcome to Coaching Through Cancer, a show for partners, spouses, friends, and family of those fighting cancer. Daryl Taylor is a certified coach, a widower, and father. He knows firsthand the struggles that spouses and families go through after a cancer diagnosis. If you're in the battle of your life, you are not alone. This is the place for you. Hello and welcome to Coaching You Through. This week's episode is called Another Brick in the Wall. Um, I want to start off by saying we've got a natural and healthy inclination to protect ourselves. We have an entire part of the brain that's devoted to being in auto mode to keep us from harm. In today's world, those harms are both real and perceived. The challenge is that most of the harm that we're reacting to in the modern world is perceived harm, or what I would call sort of social harm, being embarrassed, uh, failing, making a fool of ourselves. We take circumstances that occur in our daily lives and turn them into triggers. This is not to smirch actual triggers to trauma. This is separate. I'm using that word, but it's not meant to deal with that subject. Uh, but we do this with people by shutting them out or sometimes sabotaging relationships, whether it be business or personal. One clever way we do this is the cutoff, I call it. We start by minimizing and ending those connections that hurt, right? We, we pull away from them and we get comfortably numb and we pull back to minimize the perceived source of pain. But the pain doesn't go away. When Alina was alive, our trigger was blood work. It always came with a heavy dose of fear and anxiety. What was the blood work going to show? The first diagnosis, Alina noticed a lump in her breast in between breast exams. Had it examined and it turned out it was breast cancer. We went through all the surgery, the radiation, the chemo, double mastectomy, all of that. We've talked about that before. Uh, but we had a period of time, about a year and a half, where she was sort of non-detect. And after a trip to the East Coast, we came back. She wasn't feeling well. We went back in to see her oncologist. Turns out that the cancer had spread. The breast cancer had moved to her pelvis and her femur and her liver. The two appointments couldn't have been more different in my experience. The first was a father-daughter uh, team when they discovered that first lump. And I was so confident in the way that they presented the treatment plan, even though I knew it would be arduous, that I felt taken care of. We felt heard. We felt appreciated. And we felt like we would be okay. Terrified, yes. But we felt like we had a clear path to how this was going to resolve. We were just going to remove the cancer. The second appointment was different. The doctor, when he gave us the news, he was silent, almost, in a very somber tone. And he looked at me while he was holding her hand and said, your cancer's come back. We weren't looking forward to more chemo. 
uh, even though that was the path that was offered to us. Uh, the doctor, the oncologist, said something that I found disturbing in that when he looked at me, he said, we're going to do everything in our power to make you as comfortable as possible. He never said anything about getting better. And that shook me. The first treatment plan was in some ways worse. There was the chemo, the radiation, which caused burns and scars, the double mastectomy, uh, putting in expanders, having to drain fluid and track that. That was awful in its own way. But the second time around, it was worse, even though the treatment was primarily chemo. The response was maybe not an inappropriate, maybe typical, but we, we kind of numbed ourselves to it, or at least I did. Um, I wasn't the one going through the chemo treatments. I was there to support. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very different from the first time around. And for us, we, specifically for me, I tuned it out, not in the sense of ignoring it, but I tuned it out in the sense of like really, truly feeling it. It was all about, let's follow this action plan. Let's get healthy. Let's get the disease back to non-detect and move on with our lives. Well, this went on for six years. But numbing myself to the fear and the insecurity that goes along with that type of a diagnosis and that type of treatment was my way of managing the pain, managing the fear. I didn't disconnect from Alina. In fact, we, we were probably closer than ever. But what I did disconnect from was all of the emotion and emotions that are associated with going through that type of treatment. I tried to turn the volume down. Uh, I tried to turn it down before appointments. I tried to turn it down after new rounds of chemo. I tried to refocus. I think a lot of us do that. And I don't think that is wrong. But where I sit today, I can see where if I had the skills today or then that I have today, I might have been able to handle it differently. I don't know if the outcome would be different, but I certainly would have been able to respond with more tools, uh, the ability to really process my own emotions surrounding the treatment, surrounding my fear of what could happen rather than putting it back of mind. It's easier to see how this works in everyday relationships. You're in love. You get hurt, and you avoid falling in love at all costs. In this case, the fear and avoidance offers protection, but it also prevents you from so many experiences, including the very important experience of life's up and downs. You never get to experience what a fully capable person would experience if they were to lean into what happens when relationships go sour. And you don't get a chance to grow from it. 
Pain, like pleasure, can connect us to other people. It disconnects us when we use it to avoid or resist the opportunity that it creates to explore our own suffering and to use our understanding of our suffering to help others. Another brick in the wall is symbolic of when you start putting your guard up one brick at a time, one emotion at a time, because you're scared, because you're hurt. It's a way of cutting off that connection that you think it's easing the pain, only it doesn't. Here we all do this, and it's very much the way we respond when there's too much pain for our bodies to feel, either emotionally or otherwise. And that's what we're doing when we put up these walls to separate us from the pain. The path is not to block the pain. The path is not around the pain. The path is through the pain. With the Lena's cancer, the wall that I put up, or the wall that I tried to maintain, was not between me and Alina. It was really between me and the doctors and the treatment plans and the medical community. And in maybe also between myself and other people in our lives where I wanted to, to be okay. And when people ask me how I was doing, I would say I'm okay. I didn't ask for help. I didn't break down in front of people. I didn't tell people I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't tell people about my fears because I felt like I couldn't. I felt like if I did, that it would, one, make things worse, that it would somehow make my worst fears come true. And I didn't know how I would survive it. But what I found was that none of that was true. The fear, the anxiety, was what united us as a family. It made us stronger. It made us not retreat to a place, but to create a place where we could live as best as we could, given everything that we had to deal with, and have a family and have a life for the time that we did, the time that was remaining, that in many ways was more beautiful than a life that we could have created, perhaps, on our own. Now, I don't wish those kind of circumstances on anyone. Like I also don't wish anyone to go through a bad breakup or a heartbreak or anything like that. But it happens, and it's part of life. And I know that we all want the good parts of life and not the bad. We want to not have walls up and to experience life fully. But oftentimes we only want the good. And none of us really want to sign up for the bad, the scary, the fear-inducing parts of life. But we don't get to avoid it. Uh, we don't get to go around it. At least not in a way that's really healthy, really uh, most beneficial to ourselves and anyone else in our lives that might be suffering. What I want for people to know is that it is possible 
to face pain and to deal with pain head on. And you might need to ask for help. You might need to admit that you're scared. You might need to admit to others and to yourself that you don't know how this is going to work out or how you're going to feel. And to have the safety to say that, to have the courage to say that, and to say it even with fear still in your body, is oddly healing. And I want to encourage you that if you're dealing with something where you're putting up bricks in the wall to block out the pain, you might need to seek a therapist. You might be able to deal with it with a coach. You might need to reach out to family members and friends who, in almost every case, are willing to help you in the best way possible with whatever capacity they have. There are places where you can find safety and find help. But you have to ask. And to ask means removing those bricks in the wall that you've put up to block it all out. So look, if you're in the role that I was and you're supporting someone uh, with a chronic disease, cancer or otherwise, or if you're in the role that I am now where you are widowed and you have a spouse who's gone and you still have kids and you still have a life and the future of that life has been radically changed because of that loss. I understand that from a personal level. And I want to offer you my services as a coach as one of the many tools and options that are available to you to help you face your fears, deal with the pain, not resist it in a way that will cause more suffering, but to have the tools to face it, to challenge it back, and to move past it and through it and beyond. Okay, that's what I have for you this week. I appreciate your time as always. Um, I hope there's been some value to you. You can reach me at Coaching You Through on Instagram. Uh, there's um, my coaching contacts there as well as a free guide that I'm offering to you about being present and being mindful. Uh, it's a tool that I didn't have as much experience with years before, but it's made a tremendous difference in my life today. I can't imagine doing life without it. So that's there for you on my Instagram. Again, appreciate you showing up. Look forward to talking to you again. Until next time. Thank you for joining us. Share this episode with friends, families, and others in the fight. We'd love to hear from you. What's your story? What are your thoughts, experiences, and what would you like to hear discussed? Reach out at www.coachingyouthrough.com. That's coachingyouthrough, with the letter U, dot com.